0: to emotional support. I'm so happy to have you here this morning. And I was saying um, before we started recording how I feel like I just saw your face because I was binge watching (laughs) The Real Housewives of New York City and you make a special little cameo For those who want to see, you should um, check it out. She's with Jenna Lyons. Um, And you talk about you are an investor in the eyelash company. So we can get into that a little bit later. But I'm so fun. I'm so fun. Yes, I'm so fun. That's exactly. This is so (laughs) fun because I love beauty so much. And it's something I don't really talk about ever on the podcast. But it's such a huge part of my life. Obviously, being an actress and having to sit in front of chairs and and getting makeup done for hours and walking red carpets. But talking about it on an emotional support mental health podcast is very different. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So this is going to be a very. But very related. But so related. And people have no idea that it truly is the biggest self-care industry, you know, that's like the quiet industry um, with self-care. So I'm so excited. So Melody, please, can you just let everyone know, you know, where did you come from? You know, how did this all start? Where is your origin story? You know, it's not a very exciting one. I had a very average
1: background. I grew up in the East Bay, in the San Francisco Bay Area from Dublin, you know, hey, I think it's most known for its women's prison. I believe all of the like Tier B celebrities um, always end up doing their time in Dublin, California. So it's very very exciting. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, You can look it up. But I think (laughs) stuff has happened there since then. When I grew up, it was this little sleepy area. But I think now you know we've got a Bart line and everything. Wow, that's a big deal. Yeah. (laughs) yeah but my dad was a homicide detective my mom was a stay-at-home mom so it's not like I went to Harvard Stanford was a software engineer and graduated and was like I whatever whatever that path is that every other man has in this industry Um, mine was a little bit different I mean I had lived in Europe I did a study abroad in France I moved back in my last year of school and was obsessed with Saving money and moving back to Europe and figuring something out there. It's so much fun. It was so eye-opening and and I enjoyed life
0: there so much. And um, It's such a different so I moved to San Francisco. life too, right? I mean, it's just like, I think that the European lifestyle is truly the best because it's just waking up when you feel like waking up, having late lunches, having late dinners, <laughs> like enjoying music, enjoying food. Yeah. Like there's just a sense of... I mean, I'm a firm believer of travel is some of the best education that you could possibly have. So while you may not have a Harvard degree, you have a degree in life. (laughs) So I love that.
1: Yeah, you know, and I had this very dumb assumption that I'm going to move back to the Bay Area. I'll move to San Francisco. I'll save money Mm. and I'll move to Europe, Mm. Um, which there's there's a hundred reasons why that is. That doesn't make any sense. Um, Obviously, San Francisco is enormously expensive, being the number one. Um, But it was an interesting time to be in San Francisco because it was when the economy was not doing well. There were not a lot of startups out there. The People that were really into tech and startups, there was a small group of us. And we would just hang out and we'd talk about companies, what companies would we want to start, what problems do we want to solve. And I had this dream of starting StyleSeat for two years before I started it, and uh, I just never thought that I was good enough. I never thought I was smart enough. I didn't think that anyone would want to work with me or for me. I didn't think I'd be able to raise money, and so it was just this dream in the back of my mind, and one day I woke up, and I thought, I think I am more scared of someone else doing this and it not being me, and me watching them do the thing that I wanted to do. (sighs) then I'm scared of doing it and failing. And that realization freed up all of this energy for me, you know, that I was spending doubting myself, thinking I wasn't good enough, thinking how I wasn't smart enough, whatever. And I put all of that energy into building. I said, all right, the decision is made and now we're just going to do it. Um, and so I, I quit my job. I had no money. I do not recommend this by the way. I just put everything (laughs) on credit cards I lived in a tiny little closet in an apartment. I was eating literally beans from a can and pizza, like dollar pizza from across the street, just trying to get by, trying to get this company off the ground. And, you know, a few things have happened between between then and now, but it was, it was a hard journey and not one that I recommend to a lot of people, frankly. Um, but what I love about this business is we help put more money into the pockets of women, minorities, you know, entrepreneurs in the beauty industry. We, you know, I get to spend my time helping them make a living doing what they love. It gives me a lot of joy and satisfaction. And, um, you know, we're, we're now having a pretty big financial impact, but yeah, it's, it's been a, it's been a crazy journey.
0: It's so wild. I, I, I just want to give hats off to you because I think that, there's nothing scarier, I feel like, for humans in general, than taking a big leap of faith and leaving. I wouldn't even say just like the nine to five, but I'm going to use that as the example. But like the 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 okay, you know what? I have something steady. It, it's it's scary in general to take that risk. Any risk in general, Definitely. right? Just, it's just terrifying. And yes, it's something that you don't recommend, but. It's something that got you here today. So maybe while you don't recommend it, maybe people should really like take a step back and go, okay, well, what are some of the key things that you did that maybe stood you out compared to other people? Like, is there anything that you find that, while your company is amazing and maybe that's why it stood out on its own, but were there any key elements that Melody, you yourself did, that maybe someone else can say, oh, wow, Melody did this. Okay. Maybe I'm not going to leave the nine to five that I have right now. And I'm going to keep building up that money, but some, something that I could do to kind of make myself unique or special or take that, that step without like jumping off the cliff. You know what I mean? Yeah, I completely do. And I think a lot of it comes
1: down to, look, there are a ton of great ideas and what's really Mm -hmm. wonderful about the time that we live in is you don't have to risk it all and not have a backup plan and put everything on credit cards and risk your credit, right? To go out and start a business. You can, you can do something in nights and weekends. You can have a side hustle, you can moonlight.
0: Mm. Um,
1: And so there's opportunities, I think more than ever to start something that gives you life and passion and is fun and is a learning experience. I feel like I learn from my company and running my company absolutely every day. And that is half of the joy that I get from it, right? Beyond just it being something that I'm passionate about. But I think that there's sort of sizes of side hustles or entrepreneurship for absolutely anyone. And I think it's a matter of thinking, what would make me happy? What do I want to do? you know, how committed am I to this? How committed can I be? Because it's one thing to say, I'm going to start a company in my twenties when I can always move in with my parents is like the worst possible situation to clear bankruptcy. It's another thing. If you have a family, if you have kids, if you have obligations that you really can't step away from, or if it doesn't work out, it's not okay. Right. So I think everyone has to kind of make that choice for themselves and that level of risk, but there's definitely opportunities, you know, you can start, uh, a Shopify store, you can um, sell something on Etsy, right, and create a right. brand for yourself. There's so many different ways that you can be an entrepreneur these days, and many of them didn't exist under 15 years ago. So right, um, right, it's actually right, really which exciting. is so
0: exciting that now that these things do exist. What was something that happened to you? I I, I ask this question a lot to friends who surprisingly, I don't really ask this question a lot on the the podcast, but friends who are entrepreneurs and stuff is, you know, what's some of the best advice that you got when you maybe failed at something and you were like, I'm ready to give up. Like when, what was that? Was there anyone around you that said, this is why you shouldn't give up? Or maybe, maybe you yourself created something when there was like some sort of failure of like not stopping. Like, because I think that that's, I know that's sure my problem is I'll be one step close and something bad will happen. I'll be like, you know what, it's not meant to be and I walk away. And sometimes I think, well, wow, maybe I shouldn't walk away. Maybe there is some reason that I should be continuing this. And I miss that opportunity because I didn't have that burst of inspiration or, or good advice that maybe came through. Well, I think that's one of the challenges of the world that we live in now. Is like, Like, I'll give you a
1: metaphor, dating apps there's so much choice out there. There's multiple apps on every app. There's hundreds or thousands of people. And there's always a reason to not pick someone, not commit, right? Because there's so many other options all the time. Um, like I, I was on the dating apps at one point, right? I'm married now. I'm, I'm an old lady, but, um, There was a time when it was like, eh, you know, I could keep talking to this person or I could just like keep going and going and you could go and go in perpetuity. I think running a company is like that too, or starting. There's so many different ideas that you can have. And by the way, you're going to get knocked down. I can't emphasize how many times you're going to get knocked down. Right, right. It's just going to happen all the time. And you have to say, look, this is what I want. I think the more you can be focused on this is who I am. This is what I want. This is why I'm working hard. In my case, I didn't have a backup plan. So there was no additional person to swipe to. It was like, if this company doesn't work out, I have to go get a job somewhere else. And I, you know, might have to give up my dream for a while. Right. Um, So uh, this has to work out. Let me stretch to be as resilient as possible. And let me find some other way, even though it seems like there is no way right now to see this through because the alternative for me is terrible. Um, and again, that's, that's like a dramatic position, but I think if you can get in your mind, you know, the more clear you can be about who you are, what you want, why you're doing it. And if it was easy, everyone would do it. Right. So the, like finding that strength and that focus in yourself, um, is probably one of the hardest things that you can do as an entrepreneur. And it's something that I still strive to continue to do all the time, um, but does build up strength. And I think it also helps you in the whole rest of your life, I found.
0: Well, speaking of rest of your life now, how do you do it? I, you're a mother. How did you find the balance or the time or you know, what was kind of the timeline of when you had kids? Did you have them before Style C you know, really became popular? Was it after I I feel like I'm a new mom and I say that I'm a new mom, but I'm not really technically a new mom. My baby's 15 months old now, Um, but it feels super new still. Thank you. And, you know, she's with me 24 seven and we still breastfeed. And so it's like a lot, you know? Um, So when I have a moment to kind of myself, which is very rare, it'll be like an hour when my mom's visiting or my husband can take her. I find myself so beyond focused where I'm like, I have 30 things to get done and I am gonna get these 30 things done where before in my life, pre-baby, it would have taken me you know, probably a couple of weeks. I'm just like on it. So what was kind of the timeline for you as a mom when you were going through Style Seat and what advice would you give to moms out there?
1: So Style Seat was decently big before I had my kids. And I had Amara, my oldest, she's almost five now. So, um, I had her when I had her, I had like three open executive roles that I needed to hire for. And we were about to go into, you know, kicking off a round of fundraising and there are all of these things that we needed to achieve as a business. Like it was the worst time seemingly to have a baby, but here's, here's what it did for me. It sounds like similar to me for what it did to you, which was, yeah. all right, this timeline's coming. Sure. I can't stop it. Yeah. I'm going to have 30%, 40% less time than I have now. Right. Because when you're yeah. single and you don't have kids, you can always work until
0: I'll eight, nine, 10, it. 11, yes. midnight,
1: whatever you need. Right. Yeah. But when you have kids, you need to sleep because you got to wake up because you got to breastfeed because you got to be up because you yep. need to hang out with them because you got to go to work, right? Yeah. Um, so immediately, like, your time just changes, and it just shifted my priorities. I'm like, okay, I need to hire these executives before I go off to work so that there's grown ups to yeah. run these areas of the business. I have to figure out, you know, the fundraising situation. Let's go. I'm, I need to figure out a plan by the end of two weeks or whatever that sure, might be. Sure, sure. Um, And so it forced me to stretch myself and my capabilities. It forced me to shrink my timelines and to be ultra efficient. And I find actually hiring moms and especially moms with young kids is one of the best decisions because they take no crap Yes. For anybody. They yes. do not have time. They're <laughs> going to get their work done and they're out the door, right? Because yes. they have stuff to do.
0: Yeah, exactly. There's no time wasted. It's like we're in here, we're getting the job done and we are moving forward and we are just kicking ass Exactly. Is really what's happening. Does anyone have questions? No. Okay. Let's move on. Yeah. Let's <laughs> move know? on. That's so cool. And I love that you say that, that, that you want to hire moms because I find that I I don't know how it was for you, but for me, my identity crisis completely changed where I was like, oh my God, who am I? What am I, you know, am I still an actress? Am I still, you know, an entrepreneur? Am I still wanting to do X, Y, and Z with the future, you know, as well on top of being a mom where it was this moment, I feel like for the first, I would say year, I mean, I'm still in it, but the first year was very hard for me to, kind of get out of the space of, of I'm just a mom. This is what my whole job is. I don't know who this person was that existed before or, or going on. And that's, so why I'm kind of secretly happy that I recorded when I did and I kept the podcast going so I can like go back and listen to things. Cause I'm like, where was my mindset? You know, but did you ever find like, you felt like such an identity crisis afterwards where you're like, what do I do? Like, who am I?
1: Completely because it's interesting because as an entrepreneur and, and we'll replace entrepreneur with anyone who is ambitious, has goals, you sure. know, there's place you want to be in life and things you wanna do. By definition, you are willing that into existence. You're being incredibly intentional, you're trying to assert control right. <laughs> to go right. make those things happen. And then there's the other side of the spectrum, which is happiness. And happiness and contentment is about being present, just thinking about what's going on now. Sure. Nothing is good or bad, things will happen, right? And yes. it's about being flexible and fluid and releasing all expectations that you yeah. have. And the balance between, you know, when you're when you're single, when you don't have kids, you can really focus hardcore on control and expectations and and when you have children, you are not in control. You realize very quickly, my day is shot. The napping isn't happening. So we can't go meet my friend or I don't have time anymore to see friends because there's double naps when they're little. You know, your schedule is now beholden to them. Yes, And that releasing of my identity, which was very tied to who I was, what I right. was doing, running a company, how many people, what's our revenue, what's our growth trajectory to like yes and you yeah. know I'm not in control of everything that was a huge challenge for me but ultimately I think one of the best gifts because yeah. again when you realize that you're not in control sure then you you think about how can I still be extremely ambitious how can I still achieve my dreams and goals that I want to achieve but in a way that is a little more aligned with, I mean, the universe is a bit woo-woo, but a little bit more aligned with what is in store for me, what's naturally supposed to happen for me. I'm going to work as hard as I can, and I know that I don't have control, so I'm just going to let the universe, you know, play out the cards. Right. But let's do it in a way where we're also building really big businesses, and we're finding investors that are aligned with us and team members that are aligned with us and a mission for the business that is aligned with how, you know, that new path is. And I find for for me, the more I can be intentional about here's who I am, Mm. here's where I am now, honesty with my team, um, alignment, right? That's when you will repel people that are not interested in that. You will attract people that are very interested in that, and you'll naturally get more and more alignment um, to to that path that you're
0: on. I love that you talk about the honesty with your team and I, and I think that that is something that I've discovered myself with having a baby. You you truly learn to be I, I more honest with the people around you, especially because it's like, if you can't do it that day and you're tapped out, you're tapped out. Like, and you're like, I don't really care anymore. Like, this is just what it is. You know, that's where my, my priority is. So it's very interesting that you say that. And I, I really like that, you know, it was interesting because I read an article talking about, um, your company in, in regards to your company with Style Seed and and with you and talking about the importance of self-care and how the beauty industry really truly is self-care and how going to a salon is, you know, your therapist, right? You go there and for me, I'm a platinum blonde, not naturally. And I'm there for hours and hours and hours and (laughs) hours on end. And let me tell you, uh, my hairstylist is totally my therapist. When I get my nails done, my, you know, nail gals and and guys are my, you know, therapists for the moment. You know, does yeah. kind of that mean to you in the sense of bringing awareness to the beauty industry and to those who are not in the beauty industry that self-care is so important and this is a form of self-care?
1: There's something really, really beautiful about the beauty and wellness industry in that it is people that have chosen to take their creative talents and to mm. support other people in their community with those talents, whether that's nails, right. hair, aestheticians, et cetera, um, where they're very talented in their technical crafts, but they're also choosing to connect with others and to spend time and to mm. ask you how you're doing and have these deep conversations, right? And in a world where, yes, we're connected increasingly over social media, but in a lot of ways we're actually more far apart and more separated. Those authentic connections are hard to find, especially if it's not, mm. you know, within your immediate family unit new, unit or your immediate yes. friend unit. The beauty industry plays a really important part in, in driving connection between people. And especially like tying mm. it back to being a new mom, it's very isolating to be an, a new mom. You're in charge of a human's life. And that is the most important Nothing else matters and society teaches women that your own happiness doesn't matter, right? There's all these weird things yeah. and, and vibe, you know vibes that people put on you when you're a mom, it's really totally. odd. But being able to leave and to have a conversation, the stylist, even if it's getting a blowout, talking about your life, asking them about theirs, um, that connection is so incredibly important to us as humans. It's, it's a really fun industry to be a part of and to support and to uh, you know help flourish because that connection is really important. Like There's a lot of tech companies. There's a lot of things that you can build that um, pull people further apart. And what I love about this industry is it really does bring people closer together.
0: Well, I'll tell you, I mean, I remember the first, well, two things. I have two funny stories for you that are very quick, but the the first was, you know, I remember the first time that I got my nails done and my hair done postpartum. And it was the first time that I had left my baby for more than, you know, 15 minutes, you know? And I just remember being like, oh, wow. Like I, I, there's a human that belongs to me that, that I need to get back to because of my, my breast milk is keeping her alive. Um, but It was this moment of like, wow, I'm myself again. I'm taking care of myself. It felt so nice for someone to like give me a hand massage. It felt so nice for someone to, you know. It was a luxury that I didn't remember, like was such a luxury that I took for granted. But the funniest story that I have for you is... I went into labor and my water broke or so I thought it broke in the morning and I started having contractions a little bit here and there, but not bad at all. And I went to, we were going to go pick up some food before we were really getting in the gist of things. And I had looked down and my nail had completely cracked open. And I I, I realized that I had been biting my nails because I was in a lot of pain without realizing I was in full labor yet. And I remember I said oh to my, my mom, I said, I need to get my nails done. I said, because I am not about to cut my new baby if I have to pull her out or if I'm holding her, I'm not about to cut her nails. So we went to the local nail salon that that knows me and I was like, I just need this really fast. No pedicure, just a manicure. Let's do this. And I remember the first big contraction hit me when I was getting my nails done. And I was like, holy shit, this is what a contraction is. And I was like, okay, I'm going to (laughs) breathe through it. And all the girls were like laughing. They're like, oh, your baby's not coming for a really long time. Like, trust me, you're going to be in labor for hours and hours and hours. And I remember the owner of the salon, who's like the sweetest thing in the entire world. She comes up to my belly and she rubs my belly and she's like, and I wanted to pretend like I wasn't having severe contractions. And I was having a really severe (laughs) contraction when she touched my belly. And I remember being like, like in my head being like, get off me right now. But I tried to keep it together. And I was like, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I gotta go. I gotta go. But my mom is a picture of me uh, mid-contraction getting my nails done. And let me tell you, I am so happy I did get my nails done because not only did they look beautiful uh, for my baby, um, (laughs) they were short and they were clean. And I made sure that she didn't have any cuts on her because that was what my panic was. But I never realized like the importance of something so like, it was so luxurious. It was such a moment, you know, and we laugh about it every time I go into that nail salon. But yeah, it's moments like that, that are so special. And I love that you're able to connect people. Can you let us know, you know, what is style seat? What, What would you define it as? Like, how would you explain it to people?
1: So we are a destination for consumers to discover, book, and pay for beauty and wellness professionals. Um, So you can go to styleseed.com. You can see beautiful portfolios of professionals in your area. You can search for a service you're looking for. We'll give you ratings that are verified from clients who have booked appointments. You can see photos of their work. You can book appointments with them. Most of the appointments happen in the salon. Sometimes they can come to you as well, come to your home. And then for the beauty professionals, we are a platform for them to um, triple their revenue in the first two years of being on the platform. So a stylist will typically join us. They're making like 40, 50K a year. And two years later, um, on average, they're making over $150,000 a year. And we do that by automating their business, um, managing their bookings and tracking all their client data, um, doing all their follow-ups, reminders, right? All this kind of automated stuff that technology should be doing. So they get to focus on their clients and their craft. And we also do things like give them surge pricing. We run advertising across the internet and drive clients directly into their share. So we help them grow their revenue and automate all their business. And so they get to focus on the things that they love. Which is doing hair or nails or talking with clients versus, you know, worrying about finances.
0: Honestly, that makes it so seamless and so easy. And I, I, it's so funny because, like, whenever I'm looking for a new hairstylist or I'm looking for a new manicurist or just a, a beauty professional, I'm constantly having to, like, Not only do I ask friends, and it's all recommendations usually, then I'm going through and I'm looking at their Instagram, and then I'm like, okay, but let's look at the tagged photos because they may be only posting really nice photos. Let's see what it really... So it's really nice to know that you guys have everything verified and it's people that have been in there before. Like, that's so fun and that's so exciting and it makes it so easy for someone like me. Like... No, not to make it like an advertisement, but I think that that's so cool. Like, well, it just takes the guesswork out of it.
1: Yeah, because I, it's complicated. It's like we don't have time to go be experts on every salon and professional in our city, no. right? Just show me the good ones based on what I care about, and then I want to book appointments with them. I want to read reviews. Is this person going to listen to me? You know, I want to see specific photos of... You know, platinum blonde hair color or balayage or whatever, you know, a braiding service, a weave service, whatever it is that you're looking for, we have professionals that provide that. And it's fun because 85% of our entrepreneurs are women, 60% are minority Uh and underrepresented. And so it's fun. You know, we've put $500 million into the pockets of our businesses that they wouldn't have received otherwise through. New clients that we've driven via advertising through smart pricing and things, and makes me feel really good. It, it feels like this community of um, both consumers and businesses together that want to support each other and are, you know, really helping each other look and feel their best. And it's a really really fun community to be a part of.
0: Wow. And what's so fun is that because you've grown this huge company and you've done this, now you have the opportunity to help and invest in other companies and help other women and uh, maybe not even just women, but it seems like you're such a strong, you know, supporter, um, and, you know, helping others rise above. And we were just talking about, you know, at the beginning of the episode, Jenna Lyons, um, who's now, who's huge in the fashion world, but, um, is now a real housewife of New York City. And she has an incredible eyelash company, which now you're a part of. So that must be so fun for you to now be able to come in and and help other people make their dreams come true.
1: Definitely, yeah, I have, um, it's pretty cool. I get to be an investor through Clio
0: Capital. So it started
1: by a woman named Sarah Kuhn. She started the second largest fund raised in the US by a black woman, which is incredible. Um, wow. And so I work for her and help to find amazing companies and invest in them. And we, we it's a handful of scouts. So it's uh, women founders. Part of the thesis is that uh-huh. only 1.7% of venture capital goes to women. And so all the investors are men. And men think about certain uh-huh. things and care about certain things. But women who control the majority of spend in the United States, especially for households, as women, we are sure. able to see different opportunities than men. Um, and so we we bring opportunities to Sarah and and we can invest through the program. So it's fun. It, it's one That's of those really, so really fun. rewarding jobs. I wouldn't even call it a job, but yeah. it's like I get to bring interesting opportunities and invest in people that I believe in. And yeah, Jenna was one of those people.
0: Wow. And where are you based out of now?
1: So I was in the Bay Area for a really long time, for 15 years. I grew up in the East Bay I live in Atlanta, Georgia now. So when the pandemic hit. um, Wow. I know. I had a brand new baby. She was, I mean, I guess a little older than yours. She was almost two. My husband, my sister, my baby, and I, and two dogs all got in an RV. (laughs) We bought it. We rented a tour bus and we traveled all around America and we would, this was the the silver lining of a terrible time during the pandemic. Um, sure. Sold our place in San Francisco and just drove all around the country. And we would drive on the weekends. we post up somewhere in some random city and just work there during the week. And then we'd drive the next weekend. And I think we went to like, 38 states or something like that something wild oh my god yeah and we drove to atlanta and loved it and we just never left where was your favorite place we just loved it here loved the weather loved the city loved the people um and we actually kept driving because we were looking at austin you know there were like 10 cities on our list so we were hitting all these cities and i was actually pregnant with my second and wow. when I was seven months pregnant, I turned to my husband and I was like, we're going back to Atlanta, we're buying a house. And I like yeah. found a realtor on Google. I bought a house <laughs> without going to it. I'm like, we have to, I'm gonna have, this baby's coming. <laughs> we need to have a place to live. Oh my I kind gosh. of panicked. I ended up buying one over the phone, which is insane. Don't do that. Um,
0: but don't do that came
1: <laughs> and, don't do that. Uh, but we love it. It ended up being a great decision for us. Um, but yeah, I had to like interview OBGYNs and they're like, we've, we've almost never met a woman who's going to have a baby in like four weeks as the first appointment. I I'm like, oh, well, that's just know. how we roll sometimes. It's fine. Everything will be fine.
0: Listen, <laughs> that's how we roll. Wow. And you've, you've, st- you've continued to stay there. You love Atlanta. That's so awesome. Yeah, we love it. It's
1: It's, Fantastic. We I wish that I came sooner,
0: yeah. I think there's a great energy about Atlanta. I shot a movie in Atlanta, and I remember just loving it. There just felt like there was so much opportunity there. It felt like people were excited to be living there. There was a sense of community and a sense of family um in Atlanta that yeah. I haven't experienced anywhere else. And so I completely understand why. Maybe you were drawn to that. And so Melody, what is next for you and for for your whole company? Like or the next company? What what what's coming up? You know, we are in growth mode. We've had a pretty
1: amazing couple of years. And so for us, it's just about um, spreading the word, getting more consumers to come and use platform, getting more professionals to come and use it as well. Um, so for us, it's just staying focused, heads down. We have a bunch of new exciting features that are going to be coming out as well pretty soon. Um, but it's, you know, just coming out of the pandemic and coming out of the crazy past couple of years that have been, have brought a lot of adventures and a lot of ups and downs. I think it's nice to basically just focus and say, all right, we're going to grow. We're going to scale, you know, we've, Put some big numbers on the board, but we're just at the beginning. Like, how can we do this 10 times bigger?
0: Oh, I absolutely love that. Well, I'm going to ask you my um, question that I ask everyone on the podcast. Melody, what is your emotional support?
1: I lately have been finding a lot of joy in looking inwards. Um, I have been journaling, which I've never done before. I've never had the patience to do it.
0: Wow. But I found
1: a lot yeah. of value out of journaling. And then the second thing that has been incredible for me is this app that I've downloaded. I'm not an investor in it at all. No affiliation. Um, it's called Waking Up. And okay. it's meditations, it's interviews about, you know, with religious and spiritual leaders and academics from all over the world talking about, why are we here? What is life's purpose? How do we want to spend our wow. time? How do we find joy, connection, love? Um, so it's a little, again, a little woo woo, but I found so much joy in thinking about some of these topics that are so much bigger than me um, and you know my experience. And so that is, I think, something that's been very meaningful for me lately
0: I love that answer so much and that is not woo woo you've come on to the right show because we talk all things woo woo (laughs) um (laughs) like totally but I think that that's so great and I I find such inspiration um whenever I'm having a really shitty day I would listen to you know spiritual you know healers, advisors, if you will, religious people, like whatever it is, like whatever floats your boat. I, I think that there's something about hearing someone else speak that sometimes maybe that's a little bit that you need the little kick in the butt to, to get your day going or make you want to say yes to something that you would have said no to. Um, and that's what I actually hope that this podcast does is it affects um, those who listen to it Maybe someone's story who has nothing to do with beauty, you know, here's how you have created such an empire. And it's like, you know what? I can do that too, you know? So I, I hope that, that it, if you know, because you never know. You never know what can get someone out of bed that day, it, the littlest thing. So I love that. I love that. Well, I, love I, I completely that. agree. That's awesome.
1: And I just want to reiterate, you know, we all have ambitions and gifts to give to the world. And sometimes we think it's one thing in one direction and sometimes it ends up being something totally different, but better. Um, and especially, you know, going back to the new mom topic, honoring yourself and your journey and being kind to yourself and finding joy in all the places that you find joy, even if they're different or unexpected or they seem little those things really matter and they really add up. And, um, we all have a lot to give to this world. So however that manifests is beautiful and wonderful. And, you know, especially as women, we need to support each other and it's, it's hard. It's so hard, but it's worth it. And, Again, the journey is really beautiful, the ups and the downs.
0: Oh my gosh, what a beautiful way to end this podcast. That was so wonderful. And Melody has been so sweet um, to give a promo code um, for the website that I'm going to have in the show notes. Um, So please go to the show notes so you can see that special code. And Melody, thank you so much.